Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out something a little bit different. We're checking out some r slash malicious compliance. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, that subscribe, and maybe that notification bell too, all really helps out the channel. And let's crack on with today's first story. Now, today's first story comes from Bright Rick, who says, Boss did not like the look of the bulk mailing stamp, told me to remove it cost the company over $220,000. Back in the 1980s, I worked for a sporting goods company as a catalog designer. Small company, privately owned. I was the entire advertising department. I created four catalogs a year. These were responsible for most of our mail order sales, pre-internet, to the tune of around $700,000 a year. We sent the catalogs via bulk mail using a mailing service. This let us send them for a much discounted rate. To do this required the use of a bulk mail permit and placing the permit info on the mailing area of the catalog. Technically, it's called a itch. Pronunciation may be wrong there. Enter a new boss, call him Ron. I was number one, the only one in my department. For some reason, the company owner hired Ron as a favor to a friend. From day one, he was micromanaging, questioning everything and screwing up my very tight schedule. This was before computers were common. Everything was by hand, literally typing out copy and reducing it on a photocopier to fit, developing the photo film myself, making prints, etc. The actual printer had to add screens to the photos so they'd print, burn metal plates and so on. All time consuming and expensive. Deadlines could not be missed. So I was stuck with several 16-hour days come crunch time. I was complaining to the owner, but he really couldn't care less. I really wanted to stick it to Ron and the opportunity presented itself. Constant threats of my way or you're fired were getting to me. The latest pre-summer catalog was done. Summer was our big season. I had to give him my mock-up, photocopy sheet stapled together of the final catalog for his approval. A new step added after he demanded it. He looked at it and sent it back with several pointless revisions and a note to remove that ugly permit box because it was not needed. Where he worked previously stuffed their mailers in envelopes. The envelopes had the fitch, but their mailer did this last step. I simply asked him to initial the changes as this was the final approved version and was going to the printer the next day. There was no time to check it again, so he did. I knew it would be a total mess and it's something I never would have done in the past. 50,000 catalogs printed and shipped directly to the mailer. The day they arrived at the mailer, the boss gets a call from the sales rep. We can't mail your catalogs. Boss storms into my area of the building and is literally screaming. Ron is now pissed and yelling at me, joined by the boss. I swear, spittle and froth, vain, bulging screaming. Minimum two-week delay, wasted money, lost sales. 
I explained what happened, the threat to fire me, and showed the owner the changes to the final copy, initialed by Ron. He was going to give Ron a second chance until the bill came in from the printer. They had to stamp 50,000 catalogs by hand. We had to rent their permit since that's what was on their stamp. Rental and labor was almost $8,000. Adjusted for inflation, that's $20,000. Plus our early summer sales boost was off by almost 50K from the previous years or 200K adjusted for inflation. Ron was fired. I was left alone after that. (laughs) And I think it's quite nice every now and then when you give someone the opportunity to dig their own hole and they just go ahead and do it when you've been treated like absolute shit. It's always a nice little one. But what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below and let's check out another one. And this next story comes from I am a simp for (laughs) Obi-Wan. The city wanted me to take better care of my garden, so I had them approved by the local Nature Conservation Association. The guys at Pro Revenge argued that it better belongs here, so here I am. My house is surrounded by two gardens, one in the front facing the street and one in the back, bordering my neighbor's gardens. When my parents and grandparents moved into our house 26 years ago, they planted a thick hedge around the entire property. They also installed a rose arch over the pathway to our front door, and my grandfather was always busy keeping up the garden, planting, weeding, keeping everything very tidy. My grandfather died in 2002, and after that, the garden was neglected for a few years as my parents were still working and my brother and I were in university slash school. But then, 2005, my mum read something that we should plant stuff to help the bees and she took over the gardens, planting lilac, rhododendrons, roses, and various berries. Later, we decided to install raised garden beds with various kitchen herbs. My mum is now over 70 years old and has officially given the house over to my brother and me so that we won't be taxed on inheriting it when she dies. Since then, I've been sporadically taking care of the gardens. I like them in their wild shape with all the birds, bees, bumblebees, and butterflies flying around. In autumn, we get hedgehogs and we've been visited by a fox recently, which sends my cats into a panic. Then recently, we received a letter from the city stating that our garden was interfering with the safety of the street because the hedge was overgrowing the pavement and contained poisonous berries, which were a danger to children. Now, my brother trims the hedge every month to make sure nothing is overgrowing the pavement in any way. And while the berries are poisonous, to get them, you'd have to be quite resilient because they're surrounded by thorns. They're also known to be ideal food for some local birds. So I contacted our local Nature Conservation Association and asked if they would like to have a look at our gardens and maybe tell us if we could improve anything to make them even more nature friendly. They came, looked around and told us they rarely see gardens so in touch with nature. They approved our gardens as especially nature friendly and contacted the city to tell them that from their point of view, any changes would be considered unfriendly to nature. And since our city prides itself with with once being one of the green capitals in our country, they had to budge. Don't mess with my gardens. Nage came in with a little similar story to that one that said there was a guy in one of the suburbs near me that had a similar approach. He let all the native plants grow wild around his house because he liked living near nature. His neighbors complained to the local council that it was unsightly and a fire hazard. The council sent him notices to trim it all back and clean it up. He refused them all. The 
council set a date that they would come and remove all trees, plants, and shrubs and would charge him the cost involved. He contacted a local environmental agency that came and inspected his property and they found two species of endangered birds had nested there. One was assumed extinct. After that, there was nothing they could do as the birds were protected by law. Our local area started doing a big push for like more wild gardens and things like that. I've seen a lot of signs up. In the grassy areas around where I live, there, there were signs put up saying no mow May so you don't mow your grass during that month to let you know, wildlife take over basically. Do you guys have a similar thing going on where you are? Let us know in the comments and let's take another little sneak peek at another story. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. And our next story comes from Meow, who says, Want me to work for my interview? Will do. Disclaimer, nothing in this post is legal advice. I'm a lawyer, but not your lawyer. Please do not take legal advice from internet randos. Background, I mostly work in a niche-ish area of law called discovery. Basically, when someone starts a legal proceeding, each party gets to ask other parties for certain documents relevant to the case. Sometimes parties refuse to produce certain documents because of reasons like attorney-client privilege. I argue why my client's documents are properly withheld all the other site's documents are improperly withheld. One day, I see a job board post from a local law firm looking for a research slash writing position with required experience in discovery disputes. This raises a red flag for two reasons. One, local law firms normally do not need to hire full-time R&W people because up to 95% of the firm's cases are very similar i.e. a personal injury firm normally only handles personal injury cases, so keeping a full-time researcher is not worthwhile when all your cases are basically the same. When these local firms need something researched, they either just do it themselves or pay someone else for a few hours of work. Second, this local firm hired a friend of mine by telling them, start here, work hard, and move up to senior associate in a few years, before promptly letting them go after a few busy months. I go ahead and send my resume over and get scheduled for an interview pretty quickly. During the interview, I gave them a fairly high salary ask, which they agreed to almost instantly. It's a trap, JPEG. <laughs> then the partner hits me with the following. Partner says, we ask all candidates to provide a writing sample before the final interview. I reply, sure thing. I thought I attached one to the application, but let me grab my phone and double check. Partner says, oh no, that writing sample, that is too generic for evaluation. Here is a legal question that we want you to research. I say, I see. More than happy to do that at an hourly rate. The 
partner says, it should be fairly quick work. No other candidate has asked us for writing sample compensation, and this makes it seem like you won't be a team player. If you aren't interested in the position, just tell us. And I say, let me think about it. So I go home and search a couple of local court dockets, and, and wouldn't you know it, this firm is involved in a case with a hearing set on exactly the discovery question they wanted me to produce a free writing sample on. He 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 lizard.gif. <laughs> I send an email back saying sure thing. I will make the writing sample as long as it guarantees consideration for the R and W position. They say yes, I write a fantastic memo and send it in. A few weeks go by and I email asking for an update on the final interview. No response. Then I check that court docket and wouldn't you know it, they straight up copy and pasted parts of my memo in the response. Always sunny, you dumb bitch. JPEG. I send a demand letter for payment plus fees. No response. I file a lawsuit for fraud. Oh baby, then I got a response. A frothy, salty response. Frothalty. <laughs> I got called some names. They went on and on about how I was going to lose and after I lost, how they were going to countersue me. I said, sounds good. Can't wait to lose. I guess you did hire a full-time R&W attorney. I mean, it would be like Babytown frolics easy to win if you never hired for that position. Actually, it would be even easier if you never had a final interview for the spot. I'm sure you aren't that dumb though. Got the check 30 days later. <laughs> and I absolutely love that story, especially the way OP told it as well. And I would have loved to have been like a fly on that wall in the situation when he was, OP was having that initial interview and they said, I'll be happy to do that for that hourly rate. And then to see their face at that particular moment, you know, they was expecting it to be done for free so they could get a little freebie here. And OP was like, nah, not today. <laughs> but what do you guys make of this one? Let us know your thoughts so far and let's go on to another story. And this next story comes from Snort Giggles, who says, you want to make things fair. I'll show you fair. A couple of weeks ago, my kids and their neighbors decided to have a bake sale. We live in a tourist area with high foot traffic and the kids make a killing. I tell the kids I ought to charge them for the labor. I said I'd help bake and ingredients so they can learn the concept of net gains, but instead I'll donate to their course. And just to bring me back the money, I lent them to make change. I love seeing the kids be entrepreneurial, work so hard and get so excited at their success. After a couple of hours, the neighbor's son decides he's bored and wants to go home. So he tells my kid, when you are done, come by and deliver half the money. Mine says, hey, that's not fair. If you're leaving, we should split the money now. Mind you, the bulk of their sales was my baking. Neighbor kid gets super pissed, but mine sticks to their guns. They split the money and the kid leaves in a huff. Mine comes in a few hours later, having lugged home all the gear and cleaned up, annoyed that the neighbor kid got annoyed at them. Then I get a knock on the door. It's the neighbor's mum with the kid who is still pouting. Mum's holding a receipt. Mum explains that they purchased a bunch of stuff for the bake sale. It cost a lot of money and it's not fair that my kid is making money off of their stuff and that they should be compensated for what they purchased. The receipt lists a bunch of items. I immediately see they didn't use, like two boxes of cereal when they used one, napkins that I ended up providing, but whatever. And never mind that her son went home early and left mine to clean up. And never mind that I'd been churning out batches of cookies all morning. I'm irked, 
They've taken what was a fun, cheerful day of kids making money, hand over fist, and shown up at my door, making me engage in a super awkward conversation because they assume their kid can't be wrong. So I say, of course, and fetch my receipts. I sit down and in front of them and out loud calculate the cost of lemonade and cups used. I calculate the cost of flour, sugar, chocolate chips, vanilla, and butter per batch of cookies, multiplied by the number of batches made. I toss in a baking soda for free. So generous. I even subtract the value of leftover cookies. Did I mention I made a lot of cookies? The neighbor kid has to fork over $23. They got pretty quiet all of a sudden. I thanked the lady for making sure things were fair and offered her a plate of cookies to take home. She declined. The end. <laughs> and someone did ask if they forked over the 23 bucks and Opie replied, yes, they did. <laughs> Amazing. I remember back in my little shit mark days <laughs> that we used to have like various cellar toys on the front and stuff like that. And I remember once I had an old blue skateboard that was full of holes where we used to attach all sorts of stuff to it. And me and a friend had this idea to um, sell ice creams. Boiling hot day, no refrigeration equipment. So we attached a box to this skateboard and went around and tried selling ice poles. Obviously, they were melting pretty quick. <laughs> this was a time-sensitive business me and my friend was on. I mean, this business literally had an hour <laughs> to go. So he nabbed some ice poles out of his freezer. I nabbed some out of mine and we went down the road. Him singing his little ice cream tune while I'm pushing him, pushing his back on the skateboard while he's on his knees holding these things. Luckily, we sold them pretty quickly. It took us about 15 minutes and I think the neighbor down the road was feeling sorry for us and came out and bought them more for a quid. I mean, we sold about 10 ice poles for one pound. Totally ripped ourselves off, but we was happy. We earned that quid. Obviously, we didn't reinvest it or anything like that. We went to the local shop that sold penny sweets. You could buy them like for a penny each. 100 sweets. Bargain. And our next story comes from Who Screwed the Pooch, who says, Forget everything about this place. A malicious compliance over a decade in the making. Many years ago, I worked for a little company. CEO was a miser of the first order. We needed image hosting for a large client account and CEO was unwilling to pay maybe 2 to 3k in annual image hosting fees at the time, even though the company made millions off of the deal. Me being an entrepreneurizing individual, I figured out a way to host images on Flickr. I saved the login information in a physical notebook and kept informing them that this is a house of cards and we really needed to switch to a professional service. Several months later, I was promoted and asked for a raise to go with my promotion. CEO said no, all promotions and raises required CEO sign-off. I tried negotiating but CEO said no and to leave if I didn't like it. So I left. CEO told me to forget everything related to the job here and he'd sue me if I did anything with a client's accounts afterwards, i.e. sabotage or steal clients. I told him I'm leaving all my knowledge behind in the notebook in my final email to him. My manager and BCC'd my personal email. In this email, a full inventory of what I left behind, invoices, contracts, etc., including this entry personal notebook, account notes, and reference material, including image hosting loggings, or these accounts. Keep for reference. Recently, I received a professional networking site message from CEO, telling me to help them with my old accounts or he'll sue me. Apparently, Flickr changed their terms of service and the images were deleted. In over 10 years, nobody updated any documentation or the image hosting. Nobody bothered checking the email account either. That was used to log into the Flickr account. 
I told him that I cannot help. Per his request, I forgot everything I knew about his company and anything I knew was in that notebook I left him over 10 years ago. Seriously though, I don't remember what I had for breakfast, technical details from that long ago. I just laugh. Edited to add, thank you for all the awards and messages. I can't possibly respond to all of them, but I hope you enjoyed the absurdity of it. And what makes this one just so much sweeter for me is the fact that they kept trying to like threaten to sue you. Like 10 years later, they're contacting you and not like, you know, could you please help me out with this? I'm really stuck. Would you be able to help out? Just no, he'll sue you. Absolute asshole. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? How would you have dealt with it? Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Now, just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, support, and time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for getting involved and being awesome every single day. It truly does mean the world to me. Thank you so, so much. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care, guys. Much love. Wake up, get up, stretch my legs, eat some breakfast, milk and eggs, brush my teeth. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Watch my face, don't mind, clothes on, start my day Wake up, I can smell the smoke from the bacon Let's go, see the sun shining from the windows Okay, I know that today will be a good day 